0: Okay. It
1: happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter,
2: one man leaves.
3: Nearly a two-word review, it just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to that That right there is a, a lot, lot of Welcome back to The Basement, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky of the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual, and we are so happy to have you back down here yet again. Uh, Going to be reviewing an album that I love. I think it's one of the best albums of 2018 that I've heard so far. I'm talking about Damien Dorado's The Horizon Just Laughed. Now, if you have followed us at all or are familiar with us, you know that we love Damien Dorado here. Uh, we've actually had him on mic many, many, many moons ago. Uh, and uh, Maricopa, his album was actually the second album we reviewed on the podcast. So we um, got a little history uh, enjoying this man's work. Uh, this is no different. Uh, he uh, you know the Maricopa trilogy was all about cults and spaceships and faith and science and everything and and leaned heavily on psychedelia. and so that is done with the 2014s or 2016 excuse me, uh, visions of us in the land. And this is his first real album post that. And uh, so the question was, like, what is he going to do? Is he going to continue that Maricopa thing? Because, quite frankly, that's it's fascinating, that whole content uh, that he's writing there. It's fascinating, and, and and he could just write about that forever, but he's not. Um, and he goes, a vaguely familiar place, but but not really. This is this is sort of new territory for him. And uh, so to talk about it, I invited my friend Andre down here. Hasn't been here in a while, so it was pretty groovy. And uh, we just sit down and, and sort of work through this, work out our feelings. So we're going to be doing that. And on the back end, if you stick around, I'm going to play a track from Aaron Ray. Now uh, Aaron is a uh, Nashville, like indie Nashville, that's what they say. But uh, I don't know for sure if that's a thing that's out there. But at any rate, she made a great album, putting on airs. It's not coming out until June, but I want to get it on your radar. Uh, I just saw NPR posted the track. Uh, but it's going to be, she's going to be, you're going to love the album. Like, that's why I want to play it because I've been loving the album for about a month now. Man, it's good. So we're going to be doing that, and then we'll get out of your hair. So if that is something you feel that uh, you need in your life right now, or maybe later, podcast, you can listen to it whenever, uh, let's head on down to the basement, meet up with my friend Andre as we talk about Damien Durado's new album, The Horizon Just Laughed. In the credits, yeah. uh, you know, if, if we're <laughs> gonna talk about Damien Dorado, yeah, uh, there's really nobody else who can do this podcast.
4: Oh, wow, this was one of the first.
3: Well, no, the inner, well, no, this was the second podcast. This
4: was podcast number, number two. two, where we re- try tried to go back in the history and look at which podcast we
3: it was. we uh reviewed Maricopa and like 20 yeah, other albums on right. one podcast because <laughs> that's
4: what right, we would do four in a show, yeah, right? Four in a show, four yeah. in a show,
3: um, and then we. Kind of stalked him and forced him to do an interview, which was Maybe great. a little bit, yeah. Which is yeah, great, yeah. but I understand now why he doesn't really want to do an interview with us since yeah, then. Yeah,
4: we may have confirmed that in his mind, of why he <laughs> doesn't like, want to continue to do interviews, but, you know, every
3: hey. Every time, every time, it's just like, there's like usually a, a day or two delay in response, and then it's like, nope. Yeah. It's <laughs> fine. Maybe yeah. it'll be different this time. He's coming through. because, yeah, but, uh,
4: uh, but he did give us some good insight. Yeah. into his thought process things that he thinks about yeah, yeah. in the general world oh, dude, i think that this is play th- out this is gonna be we're albums. gonna put
3: that in the show notes yeah, and yeah. I, I recommend anybody listening to, right listen to that episode that conversation with him first mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it's fucking amazing and yeah, yeah and we went into that i think as fans and honestly not knowing what the fuck we we're gonna do how we would do any of this yeah it came out as like dude, this is a cosmic being, and all of a sudden, and we know how to do this now. I was like, yeah, it's exactly, fine. Exactly, had, yeah. what, like, Exactly, exactly. you have, like, a 40-channel taper thing. Exactly.
4: That's how you do yeah, it, man. Yeah, You just it's shoved like a all the mics in. channel board. We know? shoved did all you? the
3: mics in his face, started talking <laughs> about acid and weird, like, yeah. cult films, and it, it was, went, it was yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it
4: went down some weird holes, you know, Brave New World stuff, and yeah.
3: But so did he. He,
4: he took it there, though. It was and, not and us. And in, career, and in his yeah, career. And in his
3: career. And which brings us to, like, he has a new album out called The Horizon Just Laugh. Yeah. Um, and we're talking about Damien Gerardo. In case you didn't figure that out, uh, I'll give you the little bullet points on this guy singer-songwriter, and and I would actually add philosopher uh, yeah, from yeah, Seattle, definitely, Washington. Definitely. Um, his earlier work—he's been around since the early uh, 2000s. His earlier work was really sparse. It was uh. Some of it was kind of depressing in that good way, right? Yeah, singer-songwriter. Yeah, yeah, singer-songwriter. Right? Yeah, or singer-songwriter with a guitar. Haunting. You know? How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go with haunting. Yeah. Uh, he used to use a lot of, like, found sound in his stuff. And really, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he put out a couple, I think, one or two albums where it's just, like, really weird alternative takes on music. Like, he really thinks about how to put all this stuff together. Yeah, yeah. And that that any of it, like, knowing how he does that, that any of it has come out even remotely, like, digestible is is amazing and a testament to his talent yeah, I think. yeah um starting with his secretly canadian debut which was in where we got it uh 2003 2003 yeah because yeah, yeah. this been, is
4: album 17 right yes
3: yes so he he had been doing the weird shit and he came back to like doing just straight up like folk singer singer song yeah right? a weird folk singer uh and, and a string of albums then but then in in um in 2011, he teamed up with a guy named Richard Swift.
4: Yeah, yeah. And Richard is-
3: Swift is a producer. He he's also was a member of the Shins, uh, amongst other bands, and uh, that was for an album called Saint Bartlett. And that's where like some really wild shit began to coalesce. Yeah. Uh, you know, he had talked about his uh, struggles with depression, with sure. uh, like substance dependency. Sure. Like, yeah, All, on all, that all album these he different does. things on on albums, yeah. and and you know you don't you, you don't just decide to get over that you struggle with it. he, he in, in many ways like any like yeah. recovery person in recovery you sure, struggle sure. with it to this day yeah but he uh he put all that into uh what turned out to be a trilogy of albums the maricopa trilogy now
4: yeah uh so this is after saint Barlow. this is after saint Barlow.
3: Yeah. so maricopa and this is the album we were talking about that we reviewed in in 2012 yeah uh was like wildly psychedelic in a different way than I think I'd ever heard psychedelia per, like performed. Um
4: that was the first Gerardo album I had ever heard. Right. So right. walking in, you know, from a person who enjoys that type of music, it just immediately grabbed me. Um so it was interesting always to go back to his older stuff and yep. realize that oh, he has a ton of albums mm-hmm. before this. Um it, that it
3: went into outer space, oh, totally. which was appropriate because it was about cults and outer space. Yeah, yeah. And you can Use that as a metaphor for whatever you want, you know, being outside your body, finding Jesus, whatever you want, uh, it it is all in there.
4: Yeah, he leaves it open enough for you to provide, you know, if you want to add your interpretation to it, you know, Mm -hmm. I think he, after talking to him, he does have, you know, a bit of a storyline that he, you know, has influenced him in terms of, you know, what he wants to talk about in his songs or the sort of the story arc he wants to tell. But uh, but it is open enough that you can interpret it and bring it into your own world. So yeah, which was when, interesting. And when
3: we talked to him in 2014, uh, he, the <laughs> Brothers and Sisters of the Eternal Sun was on was coming. Mm-hmm. Like and we knew it was coming. That's, and... It was for that album. Was he it was, for that
4: album? I, yeah, well, he was touring for that album. Oh, that's I think. Right. It had just come out. Right. I hadn't even had much time to process it by the time we talked. To right. Him.
3: Which which amps up the psychedelia. Just oh, yeah. launches forth from like a, I think it was a car crash at the end of Maricopa. Yeah. And uh and Really, you know, could have finished the story. In fact, when we were talking to him at the time, he was saying, This is it. Yeah, he was this, saying it, this it's was a the end. It yeah, is a duology. It is, this is done. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. and this, he went as far out as I've ever heard him go or anybody yeah, yeah. doing modern psychedelia on um, Brothers and Sisters of the, or oh, excuse me, Visions of Us on the Land. Visions of Us on the Land. In 2016, yeah, uh, which is one of my favorite albums of the decade. Dude, it, I love it, man. It, it is so. Like classically, it it melds every bit of his strength. It brings in the outer space. It brings in like just mind expansion right oh, there totally. on wax, and it, it it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Because all, that's all his music yeah. is
4: gorgeous. It is difficult. It is a difficult album at first, though.
3: I wouldn't say yeah. difficult if you, if you're like cool man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd say yeah, but, you're right. You know, if you're looking for a poppy or or some folk thing, you put on with your coffee. Unless your coffee has MDMA in it, yeah. this is not going to be the album for you. Uh, but but it, yeah. but taken as a trilogy, I think. As a trilogy. It, I th- think as it's, that being the it's closing monumental. move.
4: It's monumental. The clo- as, as that being the closing move. Yeah, that's closing just yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah it's that a monumental whole arc achievement of those three albums, and then yeah, that one. Because they get concepty, they get like more concepty yeah. as they go. <laughs> that, that's you what's know? wild. Like about Maricopa, it. I didn't quite know it was a concept album; it could yeah, just be a read. collection yeah, of songs. Ask. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, then, and then Brothers and Sisters definitely start to see this concept yep. coming together. And then yep. Visions of Us on the Land, you know, it's, it's where just, like, just it's, boom, it's wild. just headfirst right into and, it. Uh,
3: and and it uh, yeah.
4: So it works. That's the reason I like Visions of Us on the Land. I think, or I prefer it, if I'm going to pick one of those mm-hmm. three, is as an album. If you're looking for something as an album, right. I think it really works well. as It it works better as a whole piece Listen of to music. them all, all
3: three. Oh, yeah. Go on your streaming app, I need to, line them up in a playlist. Oh, it, man. it is like three hours hold of just tight. losing your mind. <laughs> yeah, <hold on> <laughs> exactly. So um, after that, uh, he's still working with Richard Swift. He put out an album, another album in 2016 at the end of that year called "Other People's Songs," which is yeah. just cover songs. Yeah, it's great. Uh, he toured, and then he uh, he he toured a little bigger. He toured with uh, Jason Isbell. Okay, yeah, uh, they yeah, became yeah. friends right. and stuff. And then he just decided he needed a break. Yeah, uh, which it happens. Um, but, but it's
4: good to note that the whole trilogy was him at just him and Richard Swift. He was playing everything. It was, I believe. Maybe like a little he, bit. Of, he he you didn't know, tour it
3: a lot with a band. Yeah. Uh, even though like the last album was made for a band. Um, I
4: think in Maricopa he played with the band. Remember we saw him at he the Blackhead. Visions and
3: then of Land was not with a band. Not, yeah. And then half of the other tour was not with the band. Yeah. So he and he's very like insistent on that. These songs are they speak for themselves. You mm-hmm, don't need mm-hmm. all this accoutrement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, super exactly. Nice.
4: But that was just the two of those dudes. So this new album
3: yeah so that brings it- us to, that brings us to the horizon just left um you know i didn't know what he was going to be doing i didn't yeah, know yeah. what to expect. No uh, expect yeah so uh it seems on the surface we'll let you guys be the judge and we'll come back and talk about it a little bit uh this is the first time he's done this self-produced or first time in a long time self-produced okay uh it, it's a lot sparser than the Previous three, but not that different than anything that came before it. Um, yeah, definitely. And uh, so let's hit, hit a hit a little bit of the first single here Over Rainbows and Rainier.
2: The angel Moroni, asleep in the cardboard with a newspaper under his arm. It seems I was late to deliver his car keys, so it looks like we are staying behind. With Lucifer bashful And hiding his face from the Lord Dear Jesus, forgive me I am only doing as I was told For as it is written I will soon one day face my own fire And this world will go with me if I can just get them all on my side and carry me over rainbows and rain in Carry me. Over Rainbows
3: and Rainier, that is, yeah. so that's, a, that's a lovely song, a lovely way to come out of the gates and say, hey, uh, maybe I'm going to blow your mind in a different way this time. And, yeah. and, and it's a reminder of like where he came from. And and so uh, I don't know if it was, this album is meant to be a clear divider or if it is simply it's just the process, like how he's going along. There's some similar themes Yeah. To this. There's some similar themes to all his work but there's a good I think there's
4: actually that song is a nice example of a progression from like when you look at the beginning of the song yeah dude voice acoustic guitar yeah which is emulates a lot of his early career Mm -hmm. to then later in the song where the the strings start to come in Mm -hmm. and it gets a little more lush which is what he started to do on these particularly on these last three or four albums really bringing in like the Jim Sullivan vibes you know I'm glad I'm glad (laughs) you got there because
3: we have a lot to talk about on that front
4: (laughs) Um, you know which, which is more, you know, common in his more recent albums that it kind of moves between but those. I it, can't, it bridges those two places. I you can't
3: know? remember if we talked to him about Jim Sullivan because I, know, I you, know you, and I have been obsessed about that UFO is the album. Yeah, I mean album. this is it's right on, in the same on Light on catalog, the Attic. and have been obsessed with that album for goddamn near seven years. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, a long time. And the gist with that is Jim Sullivan was this guy. Who made Weird Folk sound I mean, familiar? Yeah, yeah, he literally traveled out to the desert and may or may not have been abducted by a UFO because <laughs> nobody found his fucking body. He just yeah, yeah. he just literally disappeared. Yeah, yeah,
4: and he had just made an album called UFO and
3: just made an album called
4: UFO <laughs> about, and, about being abducted but by aliens. The, but the
3: album, and maybe you will put a little track of a little track of it at the end to give you some context. The album is about that album. Um, it, it's just it's just super groovy and and. Yeah in a way that a lot of the music wasn't necessarily at that time. Sure, sure. It's like it's like tasteful. <laughs> yeah, well- Not egregious. It's, it's just, and, yeah, and yeah. weird.
4: Well, and Dorado does it a few times on this yes. album, and he's done it on previous albums. Is like using the strings, which Jim Sullivan did which on Which start UFO. off this album. Allocate yeah, starts yeah, yeah. off, and
3: it's like, is this Phil Spector going to come in? Yeah,
4: using strings to kind of set a groovy vibe. Yep. Like that's gro- that groovy is not something you hear much, Mm-mm. and Gerardo has been doing that on the last few albums, yeah. which you know Jim Sullivan did on, and on UFO. And on
3: this one though, he he does add these little touches that are, uh, I think, if they were done in any other way, might have felt tacked on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But but this just it all feels organic. It all feels like this is what it belongs, and it, and it builds this atmosphere that's a very. For me, it's a very different atmosphere than the other th- albums because like, you know, that one is Over Rainbows and Rainier. There's a lot of naturalistic uh imagery in sure, in, sure. Oh, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. in the lyrics here. And this feels like a more grounded uh thing. I, I hate to say it feels like a Seattle album, but I, I mean I listen to it and it feels like it's raining a lot. Even oh, though definitely. even though the horizon just laughed is about yeah. like a sunrise or a sunset. Yeah. Like the title itself is about that. Yeah. Um it's not all that you know, that album that song that we just heard is very uh somber soft and everything. It's sure, not sure. all that. Um this track has sort of been driving me crazy, uh, because it is <laughs> no, because it's like it's almost pop. Right? Well, this I mean Percy Faith. Percy Faith, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you, you, it, it's per- almost pop and it's just yeah. but it's but it's again, it's this weird Gerardo lens. So yeah. share a little bit of Percy Faith.
2: Mr. Percy Faith is your masterpiece complete. I'm in dire need of cure in this headache. There are riots in the streets and we're still not on the moon. And I hear that you've been taken from the airway. Joseph Raymond Con if I am right here from Seattle Where they now have put a trademark on the rain And having just arrived I am staying by the airport It was tough to find a room at the Hyatt Inn
3: Good. Andre how are you going to have chorus just a, a swell <laughs> of
4: strings or well, like that, what be,
3: what is what is going on
4: that is a great and Gerardo has done this before and yeah. in, in the sense of that this song I mean it doesn't have a vocal chorus mm-hmm. it's just verse 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 and the chorus is the instrumental part yeah. and in this case it's the strings yeah um so it's the use of those strings and um you know if you know Percy Faith being he you know he was a band leader mm-hmm. did pop music like christmas tunes and stuff <laughs> yeah. um that a reference to that, to sort of that, he did a lot of lush, really lush arrangements. And so, uh, you know, it's a callback to him. Yeah. And that sort of style. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, obviously, Gerardo must, you know, have an affection for.
3: I I mean, I think it is like, if a lot of this, again, we said mentioned there's a lot of apocalyptic imagery. Yeah. But but a lot of this album is about questioning, questioning your place in the world from, from a very personal perspective, whether that's himself or whether that's like, he's writing as characters, which he's done both.
4: Yeah. Um
3: and um looking at something like this is like that can just be it's just an image from childhood that you've held on to. Yeah. And then you get older and you're like, "Oh, that guy touched little boys or something yeah and the the illusion is is forever shattered yeah and so these things that comfort you i mean santa claus is the easiest like analog here sure sure santa claus is great santa claus is great there's no santa claus fuck you (laughs) like and and a part of you dies Uh, yeah and then you either move past that or you try to get it back
4: yeah like Santa, you're trying to capture this what this thing in the past yeah right and he references Percy. Obviously, the song is called Percy Faith, but mm-hmm. he references Alan Sherman as well. Yeah. There's sort of three characters through the song, uh-huh. and he's saying something to each of them. Um, Alan Sherman was did a lot of like parody songs back. Yeah. He was like a parodist almost, a yeah. uh, co- comedian. I, sort I of like Smothers Brothers. Yeah, exactly. Kind of Smothers Brothers. But uh, he has a great line where he's talking to Alan Sherman, and he says, you know, The line in the song is, I'm writing from the future. So he's basically (laughs) writing to Alan Sherman. That's what I'm saying. Uh, But this is where he pulls out some of the things that this sort of isolation that I wonder that you hear through a lot of his music. Yeah. Um, uh, He says, I'm writing from the future, but the people never look you in the eye. And there's no need to talk. And the sidewalks, they walk for you. I know everything and yet no one at all. Yeah. And so it's, I mean, that is just a beautiful, yeah, like, string it, of well, lines it, there. It's a,
3: it's a, it's a, it's a condemnation of, a, of screens, for one, which we're both looking at. Like, yeah, yeah, we're on. looking at
4: a screen. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, um, it's definitely a reflection on, you know, yeah, the it, current state of is, the contemporary commonplace, you know, it, where we're at. And
3: it's not just, like, hinting at, like, again, the naturalistic language of, like, maybe nature, or maybe just being without this stuff. Yeah, is, yeah. is a little better, a better way to be. It's actively damning it. It's like, yeah, yeah. No, you know, like this is all this shit's great, but honestly, all this shit's great, but we got Trump. Yeah, it's yeah. not worth it. Yeah, it's not exactly, worth it. Yeah, and yeah. I can't go back. Yeah. Because yeah. you guys, now I see that you weren't really like the pillars I thought you were. No, 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 no.
4: Yeah, yeah. And that's,
3: and that's, and, the, these
4: are the struggles that I really enjoy about yeah. Damien Dorado's work is that he is struggling with these yep. things. And he puts them in his art and communicates them to you so that you can process them and think about them. Because I, I heard this song and I was literally walking today and yeah. I was reflecting on that lyric and thinking about, yeah, people don't look each other much in the eye anymore as they walk by on right. the street even.
3: And you think, know, think about how, first of all, how, how I, I mean... In no bad way. How unoriginal that thought is. Yeah, yeah, no, Think no. about how, how very close that is to, like, bad teenage poetry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And then yeah. think about how he pulls it off. <laughs> he pulls it off, though. And and, yeah. and makes it his, and you, makes you believe nobody has ever said that fucking, in the history of poetry, song, or anything, nobody has ever yeah. had that thought that the future might not be the best thing for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Like, well, you, well, you know, and when we talked to him, you know, he, yeah. he is, I don't know if he still is, but he was a little dystopian. Yeah, some of his thoughts and obviously the last We've few heard albums. But yeah. yes. And so, you know, thinking yeah. about re- reflecting on that. So uh
3: Yeah, it, it's wild like he that song was packed full of stuff. Uh there's some nineteen seventy three, he yeah. leans into the folk stuff and says, uh there's a line in there that I love the diamond doesn't shine and I can barely make a down payment on our telephone ring. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. The how <laughs> do you when our first words to him was, like, how have you made so much awesome shit? And yeah. it is a form of, like, wizardry yeah, yeah. that he has. He's in, He's in. you know, the same crew, in, in quotes. You know, Eric Johnson would be doing this type of stuff. Sure, sure. To some extent, Blitzen Trapper. Yeah. And and I hate to be, like, naming, like, you know, Northwestern no, bands. No, no. no but but there's something in there's the fucking water.
4: There's something in the water up there. yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Because
3: they all have this, like... Weird view, I think correct view, view that I at least subscribe to greatly yeah, yeah, yeah. of of not just America but our world, our universe, how we're supposed to exist in it, and yeah. and their entire works like like represent that. gerardo um, though has all these weird influences. We're gonna hear one right now. This is honestly, uh, it, well we'll talk about the implications here uh, <laughs> after, but but I will say it's it's a it's a Wichita lineman fake out. Uh, this is this is Marvin Kaplan. So like i said man uh wichita lineman uh, up <laughs> yeah. front glenn campbell now glenn campbell <laughs> passed away last year and and according if i follow uh the uh and philosophy that, that i think from his music and talking to the guy like he probably just sort of expanded off into the universe somewhere yeah and picked it up And I, and i think what there's two things going on in this song first of all he has never sounded more Nick Drake Ooh, on anything. Yeah, 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 like this is this is and and you can separate Nick Drake, I think, from English folk. Yeah, like yeah. It he's his own genre. Yeah, yeah, Much yeah. Much like Toronto is, to yeah. be honest. Uh, but he's never sounded more Nick Drake on anything. And but just that little hint of yeah. maybe there's like some like country under there, maybe a, and it just gives you this whole like synthesis of of what's going on, um, Honestly, I think in is like soul that is coming out in his music that he's using all these different idioms and all these different ways. And some people will say like, well, it sounds like pretty similar. And mm-hmm. I, I say listen deeper. Mm-hmm. I say it doesn't because it can change yeah. from moment to moment to moment. And that ultimately, that's what ultimately like hooked me on Maricopa and it's hooked me on every single album that he's done. It It is such a rich experience, even if when you first go into it, you feel like you've heard this before you've heard something like this before we were saying before we started every album, it has taken a while to get into. Yeah. And I think every album past Miracopa, like I have been like, I didn't like it that much. And then by the end of the year, I was like, yeah, this just, is insane. Yeah, yeah This yeah. is the best thing ever. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and I guess what I'm saying is I think he's done it again. I think. Yeah, it,
4: t- totally. Cause this, the thing that I like about this, and I've had the same experience mm-hmm. with his previous albums, is that you can make a choice to let this comfortably and mellowly wash over you right. and just sort of envelop you yep. and not, you know, but then you can also take the second step of focusing in down into, you know, what he's saying. And that's what I like about his albums. Sometimes the, I think all Gerardo albums are great albums to sit down and read the lyrics yep. along with like it's, while it's point. happening at, at some point. point i mean you might not, like but choose choose how you want to engage like yeah, do, you, yeah. do you
3: want to sit down do you, do you want to know up front well you pull out the lyric sheet yeah go to genius.com i guess he would be up there now yeah and uh and read it and figure out what is to go that way or sit down and absorb it yeah you can do it it's a you can do it process. like sober you can do it while you're meditating yeah. you can do it like blast it out of your mind whatever yeah whatever you want to do but yeah, do it with friends.
4: Yeah, because this can just wash over you and mm-hmm. be there as sort of a background, sort of yeah. setting the atmosphere. Um, and it does a really great job at that. And I think Gerardo has done a really good job at that for a long time now. Yeah. Where you can just have it be that, or you can take the next step if you choose to, yeah. if you want to. Yeah,
0: for
3: you
4: sure. Know? It, and if But if you don't even want to, it's all right, though, too, because it's cool and groovy.
0: Yeah,
3: <laughs> I, 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 I continue to be, we've now reviewed, this is his fourth album. Of yeah, yeah. I continue to be in awe of, like, he's one of the few artists that, and look, people listening might be like, you're an idiot, Kevin, but, like, I I have no idea what's going on and how this, how you create this. Yeah. Like, we listen to a lot of, like, basic ass, like, sad folk singers and stuff. Yeah, and, and there's not, a lot of sad bastard this.
4: music out there, you know?
3: Like, this didn't, this doesn't have to be in 2018 no this could no. be in 60, 67 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. this could be in like 77 this could have came 72. out you know after the last maybe Seals he's, writing, maybe album, maybe he's you know? actually writing from the future this could have been <laughs> yeah, this, could, this could have <laughs> been this could this could have been like the long lost America album
4: pretty, so, well that it, when especially the first song of the yeah, opener Allocate yep. like when that comes on yeah you get I mean I think Gerardo has always had a soft spot for the AM radio sound you know that's
3: pretty a it's <laughs>
4: which is you know am radio obviously was compressed in a certain way when it was transmitted so it sounded a certain way when you received it on the receiving end and um and uh, america and seals and croft you know and you know had all had that sound you know that sounded really good yeah gordon lightfoot
3: like whatever
4: but those uh you know and I don't. I don't know the history, but even it would be interesting to go and talk to those folks to say, did they think about that when they were making it to say, like, we want to make sure that this sounds really good on AM radio, so that you think about the production. I think they actually did. Like the technical side of it yeah, to say, I, like, I, I think they actually did. This but is what's going to come be, out be, on the next receiving. It's why, it's why you
3: have like mono mixes of everything. Yeah, yeah, mono. Because yeah. they they it was actively targeted towards a car stereo because that's mm-hmm. where all the listening was done.
4: Yeah, yeah. Because even if it came out in seventy two. Yeah. People had cars from the early 60s still, yeah. so they're going to have you know these, these technology in there, so they have to sort of work towards that. The rare so.
3: 16 track, <laughs> yeah. it did, it did, not, exist. Yeah, it did exactly. not exist. It might have existed uh, in your van had you yeah, been alive yeah, yeah. then. Uh, you would have had the only 16 track, a heavily modded, uh, plush exactly, unicorn van. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, this is this is a uh, this is one of my favorite albums of the year. This yeah, is, it's, uh, it's really, and it's different from anything that I have heard this year, and that, I mean, that. That makes such a difference. Like we're mm. so we're taping this right now. We're actually going to see another band who made an album similar to this in yeah. in sort of vibe. Uh, Loma, yeah. People going out and just pouring like their raw self out into this stuff and having it not yeah. be painful. Like just being like, "All right, here's here's what it's like inside," and I hope that people latch on and. And understand and have the goal is that you share a common experience and that you aren't alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think uh, you know, there's not very many people who are brave enough to do that. He's one of them. Loma's Mm -hmm. another one of them. And uh, and and so when something like this comes along, man, you just get a fucking.
4: Or if you feel like you are alone, you realize that there are other people that have these you know very similar feelings or thoughts. Yeah, you know, I I think Gerardo is. Processing a lot still, just yeah, processing just the physical world around yeah. him and looking at it and trying to, you know, understand it and manage and manage it as it comes in, yep. you know, as it happens and uh, understanding that uh, you're not alone if you're feeling the same feelings and you know?
3: and look, this isn't the perfect outlet because, like I said, you no. know, he, it's it's documented he had some problems recently, yeah, um, and we all like hope he's okay. I mean, he mm-hmm. seems to be better, mm-hmm. but. You know that's life. Life is problems like that. It's not documented, but at least yeah. he found an outlet. And I think this is the important takeaway when you're talking about an artist in these terms. He found an outlet that he can at least he can't fix the problem. He it can let off steam. Exactly. And so if you are having problems, and this I'm not talking about just being like, oh, I'm alone. I mean, there's no. there's serious like depression, like I have anxiety, yeah. uh, you have know, stuff like that that if you can find that and as you said maybe it's passive maybe it's you're listening to this yeah, yeah. but if you find it that you it's something you do they can do that that makes all the difference in the world and quite honestly that'll keep you alive exactly and, exactly
4: and that's the power of music man yeah
3: it is the power of music it so. is but uh yeah uh the horizon just laughed is out now uh go out and get it because it is awesome and uh Andre, I hope it's not uh, as long as it's been since uh, we do this again. Yeah, we'll do it again, man. it a good time, man. All right, man. All right. Talk to you soon. Definitely. Horizon just left from Damien Durano is available everywhere you can buy fine records, digital CD. Uh, the one place, and this is actually kind of cool. The one place that is not available yet is streaming. And uh, you know, you guys, we've talked about streaming. We talked about windowing. Uh, the the practice is, um, I you know, there's I'm of many opinions on this, but this I actually kind of like because I think this is Damien isn't a a huge selling artist, but he has a a rather sizable fan base uh, that would and should buy his stuff. So, so the deal is, if you want it on vinyl, like I'm going out to pick it up on vinyl today at some point, or uh, if you want it on CD, or if you want it on digital, like you load in your iTunes or Amazon or whatever you do, uh, you can do that right now. It is out. Um, you can go to Secretly Canadian, uh, his label, and and get it there. Uh, but if you want to stream it, you gotta wait till june now that's gonna put him i believe his tour is taking place before then so he's doing this whole thing uh without that on streaming and it's a really cool i think experiment to see uh not just uh, uh, like how much that's gonna drive sales but what his sales actually are like without it and uh and i wish him luck man that that's fucking that, that is rad so so you know we used to rate these albums uh Buy streamer pass, and uh, we don't anymore because they're more about the conversation. But like this is a buy, so go out and buy it. Just get it, and uh, and sort of prove his point. And then artists will start making more money, and then we'll get closer to the the utopia where everybody can make great art, get compensated for it, and we don't have to exist in a world with Trump anymore. That last part is unrelated, and I just added, but whatever. Uh, before we get out of here. I want to talk to you about an artist called Erin Ray. She's from Nashville. Uh, she is, uh, you know, like can said up front, indie anything is a lot of times just means smaller and unknown. I don't know that she's unknown because she just got a feature on, oh, she said two features, I think, on NPR. Uh, the one she just got on is for this song, Bad Mind. But it is, um, she's writing about unconventional stuff. I would put this in almost like alt country. Um, but the arrangements on this entire album, putting on airs, are lush. They're uh, they're Loyal Canyon, um, and she's singing about non typical subjects. In this, uh, in this case, about how her uh, aunt was deemed unfit to take care of her, and nineteen ninety six, which is not that far away, kids, and uh, because she was gay, and uh, and you know, to put that in a country context, in a country audience, you certainly are risking, I guess, alienating uh some people who only want to hear about a red solo cup but uh but really you're you're doing what that music is meant to do it has to evolve folks it has to evolve from from just singing about your pickup truck and your dog and your your community to uh to now this is part of your community so so it's a great album it's a great song uh here is um, bad night oh, later, so I can
1: talk
3: Aaron Ray's putting on airs will be out and available on June 8th. the same day you can stream, the horizon just laughed. so uh, there's your connection. That's why I picked it too. Um, so we'll you know we're going to re-up this podcast around closer to them and see uh just see how many of you guys have caught on. Just man digging into stuff. These are two great releases uh, that are coming your way and uh, are going to be out in the world like everywhere. With that, we are out of here. That's it for this episode of Chunky Less, the podcast. If you like what you heard, do, do do your thing. Tell your friends, subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a radio message there, Google Play, Mixcloud, Stitcher. Listen to us on Overcast, uh, Pocket Cast, who so just got bought by the NPR uh, people, this big conglomerate of people who care about uh, not just good content, good uh, journalism, but uh, how it's delivered. They can pretty much get it everywhere. Uh, and also, as always, big thanks to our podcast provider, Pippa. If you go to pippa.io, for small fee, uh, they will set you up, and you will be able to get your good idea out into the world in podcast form. They have uh, fantastic metrics, fantastic help. They are they are pretty much available whenever. Uh, we've been with them for a year and a half, and uh, it has been so smooth. I don't even, I can't even tell you, but uh, but they're great. So go there. Um, link's always in the show notes. Uh, we're going to be back at the end of this week talking about uh, Rattoucher which is something that I've been wanting to do for 363 episodes. So now I'm 364. Uh, we're going to do it. Um, my friend Eduardo and then Drew came down to talk about this, and it's, it's going to be a little bit of education, and then dive into his new album, The Prodigal Son. And then later on uh, in the weeks to come, see we're talking about REM, and uh, talking about a few other things that I can't tell you yet, but they're at. So that's it. Get out and see some live music this week, kids. Uh, We'll be back in a few short days. Until then, be good to your ears, but be better to your people. Talk to you soon.